0: Hey, welcome to the old 77
1: Hey, baby, it's a safe place Oh, hey,
0: hey, hey, baby In an In an unsafe world 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 Halloween It's the Halloween edition, man So nice, we gotta break it up into two Yeah We're gonna make two episodes out of the next one This is the Halloween episode 180 and 181
1: You're welcome Dave's got a Dave's going to Mexico next week, yes. so we had to improvise. Things. And
0: uh, illness hit us last week, so if you're wondering why Greatest Hits came out, that's that's why.
1: <laughs> that would be. Tell us about the illness real quick, Scott.
0: Uh, oh, so everyone in my home was completely sick as as a dog. Man. Did you
1: ever figure out what y'all had? I had no idea. Yeah. No. Nah. What were your symptoms?
0: Uh, I had nothing. Still don't have anything. Oh,
1: so you were okay? Was no, there, totally. was Everybody else, yeah. Okay. Everybody
0: else in the house was uh, not feeling well. Yeah, they were all running little bits of fevers. Yeah, uh, nothing major though. You know. Yeah. As a dad, I, I can say that now. Nothing. Nothing major.
1: You didn't have to clean any. Shit no, I didn't off have
0: to f- clean any crap or puke. Good. good. There was no projectiles. No, nothing like that. So. Okay.
1: Well, that's good. You know, the, <laughs> was that, there throwing that up was, nice. was there throwing up involved though? I don't think so. No.
0: I think a majority of it was just body ache, uh, sleepiness, tiredness, uh, a lot of restfulness at night, coughing, you know. yeah, Um, Just like a cold, man. It was like a normal cold.
1: My sister um, has COVID going through her whole house right now. Um,
0: I'm sorry. That sucks.
1: Yeah, I keep – you know, like uh, that's my biggest fear is I don't want to get sick right before – Right before I go on vacation, I don't want to be sick on vacation. I don't right? want to be sick at all, but I definitely don't want to be sick on vacation. And I'm hearing stories of people getting sick recently, so I'm a little paranoid about it. Oh, you'll be all right. A little I paranoid promise, about I it. you'll be all right. A couple of sips of that Mexican tap water will take care of me, right? <laughs> There's got to be some antibiotics in there somewhere. Well,
0: I will say this for you, my friend. I guarantee that if you take a couple of sips of that Mexican, uh, that Mexican tap water, yeah. that there will be nothing... Anything will be able to stick to your insides after you've done that.
1: Is that a good thing? I, I don't know. Maybe, okay. maybe not. You don't know unless you try.
0: I think it will take every little nook and, and cranny and bend in your colon and smooth it out into a one straight pipe.
1: So what you're saying is it's gonna make me more efficient. <laughs> yes. I, I like where you're going with this, Scott. Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. You're gonna yeah. be more efficient. <laughs> also they tell me don't drink the uh don't drink the fountain. Sodas either because that's no. I mean, all all go uh, through the tap water. Yeah, it
0: all, well, the water, I guess, as uh, long I mean, now if they have like a an on resort type thing, if it's filtered. filtered and stuff, yeah, I think you'd be all right. Yeah, but they should tell you that. Yeah, elsewise, everything should be coming from a bottle. Yeah, you know, yeah, you'll be fine if everything comes from a bottle. Um, what about showering? See, it's always been under my assumption that if if you do that, like you open your eyes and stuff in the shower, you get sick too.
1: Yeah. Okay. I wonder if the Mexicans have a, uh, you know, if they've built up a tolerance to how nasty their water is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. That's been like the number one thing that people have been warning me about.
0: Seriously? The water? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Don't don't drink drink the water. water. Don't drink the Uh water. Yeah.
1: Montezuma's revenge. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know? Somebody in my life that is a boss of mine, and I won't mention who who this person is because I don't want him or her to get in trouble told me that they took a trip to (laughs) i we think that that's the same resort that i'm going oh for real and uh he got sick or she got sick (laughs) um right like right as they were leaving and so for like the first three days this person was sick and uh decided that the best medicine was just alcohol like you know what i feel like shit anyway let me let me just drink and see if that makes it better. Oh
0: yeah. That that just sounds
1: And by the end of the day he was he was Or she. L- he he or she was looking at, at the tiles on the floor to try <laughs> to keep him in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a person that's entrusted with children too. Uh,
0: yeah, so I'm glad you ain't saying anything then. Yeah. No names, no yeah. names.
1: Hey mom mommy and daddy gotta have some fun every that's now and again right. too, right? And I you know? I'm not sure I, I don't think that the children that's great. were with them at this particular event so i don't think there was any you know bad parenting going on right there's not gonna be any children with me either so okay. um there's not gonna be any bad parenting because there's not gonna be any parenting going on i
0: don't think there's a, a such a thing as bad parenting
1: <clears throat> well you know i guess it's all relative right you know right? i mean
0: i mean if you can live through it it's still good i
1: guess so you know you know if, if i
0: mean our parents all traumatized the hell out of us you
1: should get you know points for being present i suppose I guess you know Aww.
0: I don't think so, necessarily. I, that, I think you need to actually uh, be involved, possibly, too.
1: I agree, too.
0: Obviously. I, I mean, I'm not, but...
1: So, um, let me ask you, is, is the oldest one going to go trick-or-treating this year?
0: Yes. Yeah? What's he, he going to be? He wants to. So, they're both going as the Demon Slayer but, uh, brother and sister. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's a cool one.
1: Is this like an actual like character, or did they make yeah. it up? No,
0: this is this is characters uh, from a anime. Okay, so it's an anime called Demon Slayer. Uh, let me see if I can't. Uh, well, let me see if I can't pull it up here, I Dave. I can try
1: to. Yeah. So it's from a like an anime, like a TV show.
0: Uh, kinda, yeah. So it's. Uh, let me see. Oh, there we go. I don't know the characters' names, but I can tell you um, it's a brother and sister couple. Okay. Uh, This green outfit is what Jonah will be wearing. Is it the green, Uh,
1: like, plaid-looking outfit?
0: Let me me, me slap this baby up here and see if I can't get something.
1: Um, I keep seeing this guy with this, like, green, like, kind of plaid-looking green and Uh, black.
0: Yeah, it's kind of that.
1: That must be the brother and then the sister, I guess, is probably this. That's
0: not what I want. Whoa. 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 Hey, hey, that's not what I want either, but whoa.
1: Anime has really blown up.
0: Oh, dude, anime is something completely different nowadays, bro.
1: I was never really into anime. man God, I, I was. I think I missed the bus on that one. Like, like by the time people were Here ga- we
0: go. All right.
1: Babe. Yeah, that's the same outfit I saw over here. Yeah.
0: So this is the dude that Jonah's going to be. I have no idea what his name is, but he's got this outfit. Um, so we're going to, we're going to rock that one. And he's got a Boken.
1: Should I know what that is? Do you know,
0: I was going to say, do you know what a Boken is? Think so, so no. a Boken is a, uh, uh, it's a plastic, this one's plastic, I didn't want to get him wood. But, uh, I've been teaching Jonah how to, uh, Long time ago, when I was still in martial arts, I did a little uh, uh, sword training. Yes. And uh, I, I actually did a little training too. Well, me and Jonah have been revisiting that as of late. And so we have plastic uh, katanas. Yeah. They're a big, heavy uh, resin plastic that you can smack around and not cut yourself with and train with.
1: Yeah. Basically. They've got some weight to yeah, them. Yeah, it's
0: got some weight. It's balanced. You can, you can, you know, flip it and move it around. It's just like a, a sword should be. Yeah. But it's a little bit lighter. But yeah. if you can get the hang of that, then you can upgrade to an actual sword and train with it. Right. But this is just for practice, so he's going to carry that around. Cool. So he's got the sword and everything, and his sister is going to be... Do you
1: still have any... Like, cause you used to do kendo, right? Uh,
0: not not necessarily kendo, but I did uh, taekwondo and aikido, and then we mixed that with. I, I wanted to do kendo. Okay. And I wanted to do uh, Kim kempo as well with it. Hmm. Um. But I never got that chance.
1: Yeah, I did a little bit of kendo. Not no, not very much.
0: Kendo is it, basically it's just uh, the art of two hands. Hmm. It's it's using a sword with two hands, and you always keep your. Both of your hands on the sword. Mm-hmm. So, like when you see movies and stuff where people are swinging a sword around with one hand, that's not that's no. not real. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not really following. If they're dressed up like a samurai, then they're not really following that.
1: And I remember I had a big old suit that I had to put on to spar.
0: Oh, I had these pants. They were called hakama pants. They were great, kind of similar to what this dude's wearing here. They were, they uh, they look like a dress really when you
1: yeah
0: <laughs> when you put them on.
1: I don't know what it is, but I love. Japanese style. Like, I love those baggy pants. I don't know, I just think they look dope. Like, I've been getting ads for them a lot lately because they know that I like them.
0: Yeah, this is what Katie will be.
1: This is the sister? This is
0: the sister right Uh here, if you can see her. Yeah, here she is right here. I see her. So she has this little, like, thingy in her mouth, and she's always got it because, elsewise, she's a demon. Oh, really? This is Demon Slayer, so, you know, you don't want to... So anyway, that's his sister, and she's got, uh, her hair has, like, the it's got, like, fire in her hair. I, I don't know. Wow. Anyway, they they dyed Katie's hair today.
1: Oh, did they? Cool. Yeah, so all we've right, got sweetie. red
0: hair now upstairs and everything.
1: Did they just dye the tips, like, on the character here? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Did she dye the upper part darker?
0: Uh, I You know, I honestly don't know on that one. Yeah. I don't think so.
1: Did Mom do all that? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Jesse
1: dyed my hair once. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe... A year and a half. I was going to say, how'd that work out? It was fine. We it, it, we uh, we made the the ends uh, lighter. Yeah. My sister tells me I should go dark. Why? I don't know. I would though. Does she
0: know something that we don't?
1: I don't know. She just thinks it would look good. I don't know.
0: So this is our Halloween episode, and we've not even talked about Halloween stuff.
1: Um. <laughs> well, we've talked about who's going. Oh, that's as right. Yeah, trick
0: treating and all that. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Trick treating. We're going tonight. Going tonight. We're. Uh, do you have a specific? Halloween destination here in Jeff City that you go to
1: um well we are not going to be here on actually Halloween because oh. we're gonna be gone oh
0: that's right you're gone but um, we usually you try- tonight don't don't say that. That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, We usually try to hit a couple of the trunk trunk or treat things oh, that they do nice. across town. Like there's one at the Concord Baptist Church yeah. across from High V. I that I they think there's do. one
0: down here from the Solid Rock. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of them. I know Holt Summit, the Holt Summit Police Department did one. Yeah. So we usually will hit a few of those. Um, when we
0: moved here, we did a bunch of those. Yeah. A bunch of those. Do
1: you remember trunk or treats as a kid? No. I don't either.
0: No. I, I think th- it is uh, – it's because – do you remember as a kid, like – a certain at a certain point where people started not turning their lights on for you. Yeah. You know, I think it's because of things like that. Like people were worried that kids were going to come up and and whatever was going to happen, and so the churches stepped in and there's like, hey, a you, safe alternative to yeah. trick or treating. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because of course, I mean, if I had a nickel for every time um, I went to somebody's house and. <laughs> grabbed a Tootsie roll that was laced with fentanyl.
0: Dude, we were talking about this last night. We had unique people, uh JT and I. There was this gal in Fillmore. Her name was Mitzi, I think it was. It's M- a great name. Mitzi I want to say it was Mitzi. Mm-hmm. And Mitzi was a German immigrant. And this would have been like after World War Two type German immigrant, you know? Yeah. Uh and her husband her and her husband were immigrants and when I was a kid, so this would have been like mid to late eighties. I think it's when she passed, maybe early 90s, she passed away. But she lived in a house and her husband had just passed away. But for Halloween, she used to dress up like a Hessian soldier with a red coat and everything. And uh, she would answer the door uh, like a Civil War soldier and she would have this uh, uh, rifle with a bayonet on it and bags of candy hanging down from the ceiling. And she'd be like, Our, whose side are you on? You know, with this thick German accent. Like, are you on the red coats? Are you, you know, and then she would, like stab the bag of candy with the bayonet until candy fell into your your thing. Wow. It, it was so graphic. She like, went all out. It was amazing, but like it scared the shit out of me. Right? Yeah, my mom loved it. She was like, "Oh, it's just Mitzi. She's great."
1: Did I ever tell you there? Uh, so one of the, one of the few negative things, in my opinion, and you might disagree with me. Um, about living in the boonies is that we get no trick or treaters. That's I, not necessarily bad though. Well, see, I knew that yeah. that, that you would say that. Yeah. Um and you know, I can see both sides. I definitely like not having any neighbors, but I also like when we lived in Jeff City, I used to enjoy handing out candy to yeah. trick-or-treaters. I wouldn't be handing out can- candy anyway cuz if I'm if if I'm if I'm home on wow. Halloween, I'm going to be with my kids taking them trick-or-treating, but before we had kids, I used to enjoy handing out candy. I would I'd, I'd yeah. stick some stick my speakers uh face them out the window and play. Right. Yeah. You know, Thriller and all those fucking Halloween songs and shit And Hand Out Candy um, It was fun
0: I always wanted to do the uh, the Roseanne um, Come through the the garage with the you know the haunted house type feel, yeah you'd have like the what was the one where they had the lights off and and the kids were walking across grapes and Darlene was yelling my eyes yeah eyeballs my eyes, yeah, where yeah. Are
2: my eyes? I used to are you love that show. on them
0: and they'd opened up the table and like there was a head it was DJ Wah! yeah, you know the kid
1: I used to love that show it was
0: man. a good show back in the day and then she got political.
1: Yeah, she went a little cuckoo. Um, have you heard, like, do you know about, like, her brain damage and things that she's had?
0: No? Are we talking, like, Gary Busey-level brain damage?
1: Or? I don't know. Um, Rogan's talked about it on his show because he's had her on a few times. Mm. And she had some sort of traumatic brain injury when she was young. And and he thinks that some of her, some of the crazy shit that she th- says mm. might be, you know. Might- I
0: think a uh, majority of Roseanne is that's just her you know she is that type of person that likes to push the envelope just to the point and yeah. she doesn't know that her point is a lot further than everybody else's
1: what was the one that she got in big trouble for when they came, when they took her off of her own show was that was that a oh, that was, was that a uh, jewish thing was she was she saying i think
0: she made some kind of jewish remark anti-jewish remark or anti-semitic yeah. remark i don't know what it was yeah but which time? I mean, Roseanne had controversies all the time. You know, she put that movie out, uh, "She Devil," and then went and sang the, I think it was the, was it the, was it the Star Spangled Banner, or did she do the national anthem?
1: She did the national anthem at a baseball remember, game. I and couldn't
0: remember which one it was.
1: Everybody,
0: everybody, and, and, and grabbed after her, her, grabbed her crotch, and spit, and did the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to find her tweet. She made some tweet about the. Uh, who was she talking about? She said, "If the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby, that was what she oh, said." Shit. So it wasn't a Jewish thing. Well, um, it was Valerie Jarrett, I think. I don't know who that is. Um, but okay, yeah, I don't know. I used to love her show. Eh. I think she's probably a good person in her like, heart. Like she all just things, says it's, some crazy shit it's, from time just, to time.
0: It's time to pe- time to move on. I guess so.
1: You know, they still ha- do. They still do the show without her. Yeah, yeah.
0: What's it the called? The Connors. Yeah, it's just
1: called the Connors now. Was no,
0: and Because uh, they they touched on. Uh, they, she, well, she was on the show for a while, and so they did yeah, this for the whole first season. They did this whole arc. Did you watch it?
1: Yeah, she died of an opiate overdose. Yeah, right? she
0: had an opioid like yeah. episode, and they used that and killed her off.
1: Smart. That's if you're gonna place a bet on how somebody's gonna die in 2023. That's a usually that's, a pretty that's a, solid. That's a good bet. one, right? It's Opioids. A pretty solid bet, man. So I saw. Um, here it is, Axios. Are you familiar with Axios? Yeah, absolutely. They're more of like a new. Oh, the
0: mythical creature Final
1: Four. They've they're doing Ooh. a bracket. Which was something we had talked about doing with JT, but I don't think it ever came to fruition. We
0: did. Speaking of, uh, we have JT on the show uh, coming up later on today. That's right. N- uh, the next, next two shows, yeah. we're gonna have JT. We're gonna have segments with him. Me yeah. and him. Uh, we had a night uh, here a while back, and we're gonna we're gonna use that because man, we got a lot of content.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, that dude is great for content, but we talked about all sorts of creatures and mythical crazies, and man, we started just going to town. And, and at the end of it, I was like, bro, I'm sorry, man, I I, I gotta go. I gotta go bad.
1: <laughs> well, it was probably like you know eight a.m. for him, and, and it then
0: was, we yeah, and then I was gonna say, then we talked another hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. He can talk. Oh, yes, But, you know,
1: that's why we stick a microphone in front he, of his He's, page, a, he's right? a great interview. Absolutely, yeah. man.
0: We also talked about things that you can bring in and out of country. Like, I didn't realize this. You could bring a dead baby llama into New Zealand <clears throat> as long as it has the proper uh, clearance because that is considered a religious thing for certain sects of the people. If they have a dead fetus of a baby llama, they can bury it under their home before they start construction, and that blesses their home.
1: Okay. All right, I'm going to remember it's, it's that. some
0: African religion. If I
1: happen to run into a dead llama in Mexico, <laughs> that sucker's coming home. It's
0: coming home, man. I you know, I can get 20 bucks for this, thing. Seriously, man. You know how much I can get for this in New
1: Zealand? Seriously. I mean, come on. So, Axios has ha- they put together a bracket, um, a cryptid bracket. And I won't go through the whole list, but they're oh, down, no, they're, they're down to the final 4 now. And the final four is the ch- how do you say that? chupacabra? Chupacabra. Chupacabra. I always chupacabra. have trouble with the, with the P. Chupacabra. Uh versus Mothman.
0: Ooh, Mothman.
1: Um I, and then I
0: never did buy Mothman.
1: Yeah, I know there's some crazy stories out there. Um and then and then group two is Bigfoot versus the Jackalope. Has anybody ever actually seen a jackalope?
0: The jackalope is made up. I was going to say, like,
1: I don't, are people even claiming to have seen jackalopes? <laughs> no. I didn't think so. So that one had to... Dude,
0: what are you f- talking about? I saw the jackalope every week on AFV when I was a kid. Yeah? Yeah, America's Funniest Home Videos oh, had, of course. had a jackalope
1: every week. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember that. Really? No, I don't remember Had
0: that. Bob, uh, what was his name, uh... Uh, Saget Yeah, Bob Saget yeah. Was, was, Would do the voice Yeah Oh, hey, what's going on everybody? He would always do it like, you know yeah. Bob Saget
1: Maybe I need to go back and Because uh, now that you say it It sounds vaguely oh, familiar God, to it me it was terrible too Do you guys watch that show still?
0: Oh yeah, my kids love it. <laughs> so AF- do my kids AFV goes on uh, every Sunday Yeah,
1: it's one of the few programs That, that we all watch together That we all enjoy
0: So Cheech, uh, our our little chihuahua, has figured out how to jump up and climb our gate. We have a baby gate. That we put up, so no dogs sleep with us, right? Right. Well, when it storms, Cheech flips the fuck out. Yeah. And she gets scared, and she will scale this baby gate to get in there. Yeah. And we got her on camera here the other night, and Jonah was like, send that to AFV. And the other night is like a couple years ago. But I did. I sent it to AFV, and we've not heard anything yet. Still holding out hope, though.
1: A few years ago, my my mother-in-law. And I
0: already spent that AFV money, so it better be
2: coming through.
1: (laughs) My mother-in-law was bugging me. um, to send them videos of the boys because they had some contests where they specifically were asking for videos of twins. Oh, yeah. I never did submit any of them. I mean, I've still got a bunch of them. I could still send them even oh, when we yeah, were older. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Anyway, man. So uh, Chup- Chupacabra. Chupacabra. He beat the Windingo. Have we, we've talked about the Windingo before, haven't we? We
0: have, but not very... What Not is very it? in depth.
1: Do you remember what a wendigo? If is? I
0: remember right, the wendigo is—it's uh, a Native American one, right? It's a Native American—it's uh, a person that has tasted human blood or something, and now has become something unholy. If I remember right, wendigo. some people say the wendigo uh, are people, but they've—they've they've frozen to death, right? And so their feet, like, are are frozen feet. Here they are. And they have, like, a, a like a antlers and shit.
1: Yeah, here, here they yeah, are. That's, that's,
0: there, there we go. Yeah.
1: And this is one that people have actually reported seeing, I believe, right? It's not like the jackalope.
0: Well, if I remember right, wasn't this something similar to what our friends at uh, the Jeff City Paranormal Society talked about? I was talking about that, uh, that conversation we had with Matt and Jacqueline and... Uh,
1: and Will and Aaron,
0: Will and Aaron. But w- what was it we were ex- specifically speaking about? It was, it was Matt and Jacqueline. They were, they were at a, they were at a specific, and for some reason it's failing me now. It was a specific cemetery here in Jeff City that used to be along. Uh, an Indian trail and it was allegedly around there, uh, first a Indian burial ground, but it overlooked the river. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking it's the one, uh, out by, uh, by the park, uh, by uh, by Memorial Park.
1: Is it by Memorial or by Riverside? I'm
0: thinking Memorial. Okay. And I can't, I can't for the life of me, think of the name of that. I mean, either. There's two of them out there, but it's, it's one of those.
1: I do remember Matt telling a story, though. But that, he
0: said a story of where they were out there late at night, and he specifically saw this thing run up. It looked like a deer, he said. Yeah. And I asked him, I said afterwards, like, dude, how high were you? And he's like, I wasn't. That was just it. Yeah. I saw this thing, like a deer, run up. It went from... Uh, four legs and it, it just stood up.
1: Yeah, I remember that story. I remember him telling. It, that story. it went
0: from four legs to walking on two. And it turned and it looked at him and then it ran off.
1: Didn't he say that like when it when it changed from four legs to two legs that it that it almost looked like a Native American? Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like I remember. Yeah, him that saying it changed that. into like an Indian. Yeah, yeah.
1: So supposedly, when um will possess you. Uh, it's often said to be a malevolent uh, malevolent spirit, sometimes depicted as a cr- creature with human-like characteristics, which possesses human beings. Huh. It's uh, said to invoke feelings of insatiable greed and hungry, Wendigo hunger.
0: Wendigo psychosis.
1: The desire to cannibalize other humans.
0: Yeah, cannibalistic. Yeah. That's another thing I remember.
1: And there's actually, in modern psychiatry, the Wendigo lids, lends its name to a form of psychosis known as Wendigo psychosis which is characterized by symptoms such as an intense craving for human flesh and an intense fear of becoming a cannibal.
0: Get the fuck out of here, man. (laughs)
1: Wendigo psychosis is described as a culture-bound syndrome.
0: Culture-bound.
1: In some First Nations, communities' other symptoms, such as insatiable greed and destruction of the environment, are also thought to be symptoms of Wendigo psychosis.
0: Interesting.
1: And it has been used by Native Americans in literature.
0: I know I've heard uh, them talk about the Wendigo and and a few other things uh, on uh, Skinwalker Ranch.
1: Oh, they see uh, they, they see, see
0: so much stuff out there. They
1: see two of everything out there. Yeah, man. I think like, so. That place is insane. So, who are you rooting for between the Windingo? What is it? The Windingo and the? Um...
0: Well, the last time they, uh, I don't know if you've you've kept up on your uh, Skinwalker Ranch, but the last time they were shooting rockets up in the air. And so they were trying. Uh, they were trying to do telemetry and uh, density measurements uh, because normal. The, the normally your your atmosphere has a certain pressure to it and a yeah. certain you know density to it. Well, they were doing those and they were all different yeah. at Skinwalker Ranch. Right. And they went and they, they did a some kind of thermal scan and they found uh, that when they put all their data together and they showed it up on the screen, that right in the middle at this certain level yeah. was this black spot no data or anything had been gathered there mm-hmm. and it was always at this one level it was always this one spot within this this area yeah so they started shooting rockets underneath it and uh, their rockets always at a certain level either failed or they they failed to the degree that it shot straight up even harder wow so and it, it never failed but it, it it also was never consistent so they couldn't replicate it. it, but yeah. the guy who uh, uh, who was building all of the rockets and things, he's that that hillbilly astronaut guy from NASA. Kind of talks like he's from the South, but he's like a NASA serious engineer. Yeah, I know like, the
1: guy you're talking about.
0: He's a, he's a legit rocket scientist. Yeah. Um, he'd never seen anything like it. And so they were trying to do other things with rockets to try and prove it. Well, they found this – it's like an egg-type shape it just hanging in the air that they they always fail around. So they decided to bring in this uh, swarm of drones. It's a company from L.A., I think. I think this was the one. Don't, don't quote me on that. But it was uh, – A company from L.A. that they bring out four, five, maybe even six hundred drones, and they're all – they lay them all out, and these drones are all connected, and they, as a group – they swarm, they hover, they go in the air, and they collectively raise up. They can take pictures, telemetry, everything. Mm-hmm. They started doing the exact same thing. When they got around this dead spot in area, their drones were actually disconnecting and coming back down to the ground. Oh, wow. So they would have these drones go up, and you would see them where it would, it would be this stuff going up, and then you would just see at a certain level there's something hanging in the air. These drones were just being pushed back.
1: So, did you see that on one of the shows about Skinwalker? Yeah,
0: it was on the uh, the the History Channel's okay. "Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch." Okay, There's so, and they were so many they were trying to do stuff with that, and they asked the guys on the drones, "Like, have you ever seen this?" Yeah, and they said, "We've flown thousands of drone missions like this, and this is the first time this has ever happened." Weird. They never lose connection. Weird. But there they did,
1: fucking Skinwalker Ranch, man.
0: And it sounds like uh, they, they they went back and they were looking at data from that one particular. And this is why I bring this up. Um, that guy uh, was looking at the data from those those drones going up, and he said, "Hold up a minute." And they rewound the footage, and they said, "What's going on?" And he he took a pen and he wrote on the on the on the video, kind of like they do on the NFL, um, where they you know illustrate mm-hmm. a play. Mm-hmm. And he said, if I was going to build a wormhole, like a Stargate-type thing, where I could travel from dimension to dimension, he said, I would build it to where it looked like this. And he draws it on there, and he goes, now, if that thing is activated... The way that it should, according to the physics and this and that that they talked about, he's like, it should have a, what was it? It was like a 45 degree or, or some degree that would be seen coming off of it. Mm-hmm. And he said, And look at this. And it showed the area that was a dead spot was exactly the the degree that he talked about. So if that was a, an empty spot hanging in the air, yeah. he theorized it could have been a interdimensional gateway like that people were using. Yeah, we couldn't see it because it was perhaps in another dimension. Yeah, but its effects being in our dimension were clearly visible with yeah. the angles. Yeah, and, I and mean, it matched up to his
1: to his math. Yeah, um, yeah, that's crazy, man. Because it cool. I've heard stories that match up with that about Skinwalker Ranch of like literally people seeing oh, what man. looks like a rip in the fabric of yeah. reality and some creature come just come running out screaming out of it yeah yeah, yeah. well what was it there
0: was uh, there's a story uh is it is it Skinwalker Ranch or is it the Manhattan Project or something where uh-huh. where something uh, appeared like on a deck of a ship or perhaps maybe I'm, I'm getting my stories mixed up, but yeah. where they did uh, they did some experiment on a ship or or on something somewhere and something uh, allegedly crossed dimensions and they battled this thing for a while and it it almost i'm thinking almost now it was like the battle of los angeles type thing
1: yeah yeah you
0: know where something clearly came into into focus through an experiment and then disappeared
1: dude the battle of los angeles anybody that's listening right now that's never heard of the battle of los angeles oh my
0: god google that shit that uh, it's crazy. That was freaky. Yeah. I, I remember. Uh, I remember hearing that for the first time, and it was like, yeah." Is this War of the Worlds? There's Come pictures. on, this ain't right. Yeah, there's yeah.
1: Pictures of it, man. Like yeah. it was. A, it was a big news story.
0: Yeah, it was a big news story. <laughs> hey, Scotty. Hey, man. I'm gonna take a pee. Hey, why don't we uh, while you're doing
1: that, let's let's soup up our good buddy JT real quick because he's know, fixing to be on our second segment. JT
0: is coming up. He is also uh, a great Patreon patron. So thank yes, you he to is. JT. Thank you, brother. And the paranormal son. Uh, they they are on hiatus right now, but thank you to him. Absolutely. Also, thank you to our boy Biscuit, who is uh, MIA. He is uh, incredibly busy. Uh, I uh, I was asking a friend the other day. I've sent him three or four texts, dude, within three weeks, and I've not gotten anything back.
1: That motherfucker. Right?
0: He's fucking got AIDS.
1: Well, I was going to save that for the outro, but (laughs) fuck it. Biscuit's got AIDS. (laughs) <laughs> Let's get it out of the way early tonight. Screw that
0: guy. Yeah. So, uh, But thanks to him. Uh, also, thanks to our uh, Patreon patrons, uh, Cassie Cass. Cassie Cass, what's up, girl? What's up, girly? Uh, also, thanks to uh, our boy Kev.
1: Kevy Kev?
0: Thanks to Dub IZ and the fam over at Chess Team Records. Uh-huh. Dub threw some fire down in the studio. I know the other he did.
1: God, I know he did. I'm still
0: talking about it. I know. It. And I know. also, a big thanks to our. Our, our Patreon patron Jamie Rector. He's uh, he's the proprietor out there at uh, In the Groove Records. Go check them out. Uh, they are up there. Uh, what what is that? Dunklin Street, right? I think so. I think that is Dunklin Street. Let he, me
1: Google it real quick. He, so I'm, yeah, no, I'm not yeah. wrong. Give
0: it. Give us an address while you're googling yeah, it there. Yeah. But I'm serious. Go in for all of your. He's an audiophile's dream, man. Go in there, get your vinyl, your CDs. Uh, you never know what you're going to find. He's check on Jefferson out. Street now. He's on Jefferson Street. I think he is it, was
1: on Dunklin. Is 708. It's 626 Jefferson Street, at least according to Google. <laughs> 626
0: Jefferson Street. Yeah. Check them out in the groove records. Uh, you I, won't be disappointed.
1: Now, see, this says 708.
0: That's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, this says 708. So
0: 708 Jefferson Street. Yeah. yeah. Fucking
1: Google. Um, our our homie Kevin Cab Kev was looking for that place the other day and he for was real? like, Did in the groove move? And I was like, Yeah, dude, they, they moved. moved like fucking three years ago yeah, they or moved however a while long ago. It's been and that,
0: they needed to. That building was in rough shape. Yeah. So good but, on them, man. They got a better location. Yeah. They're doing well, yep.
1: So, good to see that. Good to see, good to a, see uh, a small, little independent record store.
0: I, it still, succeeding. you know, that's, yeah. I love that.
1: I hope, I hope, uh, I hope those always exist. Yeah. So, hang
0: around, man. JT from uh, the Paranormal Sun. We'll be talking some Halloween spooky stuff right after this. Dave's gonna go to the bathroom. We'll be back for the cool down in just a minute. See you guys later, bitches. Dope. That's nice, man.
3: Kids, I just arrived from the Color Workshop, where I learned all kinds of new tricks with the brand new Magic Color Change Flow Pens. Come on and discover the magical world of the Magic Color Change Flow Pens. They're so much fun. Pick a color. There's so many to choose from. Take the pen, felt tip first, and put it into the jet tube. Add the cap, then just aim and blow. It's so cool. Like magic, it changes color right before your eyes. Eight pens magically change to 16 different colors. Wow, it's like getting two pens in one. But watch this, you also get the secret writer. Write your message, then add the magic color. Look, it reveals your secret messages. Use the free hand or with stencils. Now your pictures have no limits. Take it to the max with blow pens. So much creativity, so much fun for everyone. But that's not all. You also get four cool neon fabric blow pens. Everything you need to create cool tees, sweatshirts, jean tattoos, and so much more. The Magic Color Change Blow Pen Kit includes eight Magic Color Change Blow Pens. Red becomes yellow, black becomes pink, eight pens can become sixteen colors. You also get eight jumbo stencils to make so many great pictures. The possibilities are endless. And with your paid order, we also include four neon fabric blow pens. Decorating your tees has never been easier or more fun. Also available for $14.99, our turbocharging foot pump with five cool colors. Bring some magic to your artwork with magic color change blow pens. To order your blow pens by credit card for $19.99, call the number on your screen. You must be 18 years or older to call. Sorry, no check or COD. Call 1 800 592 3388. That's 1 800 592 3388. So call and order today.
0: In three, <laughs> two, <laughs> one. Hey, hey, all right. Welcome back to the old 77. It's a safe place in an unsafe world. We're joined alongside with our guy, JT. What's up, man? Oh, same old man. Um, Happy to be above ground. Right on. It's good to hear from you, man. I heard you were ill for
2: a little bit. Uh, Yeah, in fact, um, to tell you the truth, Scotty, Life gets in the way of the program anyway, but this year um, there'll be like there'll be nothing on the paranormal sun. Basically, it's going to be you want to see something, go and check out the old seventy seven. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been like three months, man. Uh, just respiratory issues and and breathing issues. Um, but it's kind of a double edged sword. The positive is they haven't found out what's causing it. The negative is they haven't found out what's causing it. So what I'm saying is at least like i know i don't have heart issues at least i know That's i don't good. have like as, as right now um i don't have like emphysema or something like that fingers <laughs> crossed um but yeah it it is frustrating when it's not just something like oh i don't know i i've i get a headache every tuesday and i don't know what's causing it when it's when it's actually like making you struggle to live life yeah it 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 is it's freaking frustrating, man. I can't sleep lying down. I literally sit on the chair in the living room like this. This is how I sleep, and it's been that way for nearly 3 months now. Oh. I can't sleep lying down. Yeah. That's yeah. Rough it, it it is a challenge
0: that is definitely rough. Oof. So, uh this is our Halloween episode here on the Old 77. Good to hear you back above ground, brother. Yeah. But while yeah. you were uh while you were down, did you hear anything spooky or <laughs> Or anything off, or, or yeah, or anything, man. Anything, anything, catch your uh, attention down there. You're our Kiwi correspondent.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I look. I, I did. I, I I did pay attention to a few things. Uh, it was one of those things where I'd see something come on or whatever, and uh, I'd either record it or I'd try to remember to check it out later. And one of the things that happened was. Uh, about two to three weeks ago we have got like um trying to think how best to describe it so like you'll have your evening news and now here after the evening news we kind of have like what they call uh it's soft news so yeah they 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 cover stories but they tend to cover more like the soft peddling um who's got the best ice cream in new zealand or something like like that you know they're yeah no nobody's talking about the West Bank or anything on there man. Oh, man. And if they are it's just like they just acknowledge it, they talk about it for like Gloss 10 seconds. Over. But that's yeah, that's it. Time to move on because it's not like a it's not some kid with a lemonade stand, you know. We we don't want to talk about that cuz that's that's hard. Yeah. We have to ask questions if we do that that program. So uh I did see like every once in a while, because they, they run the ads during the six o'clock news and hey man, I'm still a Gen Xer. Um, I still tend to do what our parents did. I don't do it every night, but if I'm home, I'll watch that six o'clock yep. news at least to see, like I might watch 10 minutes and then go, okay, there's nothing on. Because when the third, you know, like the 10 minutes in and they're talking about sports, it's like, okay, obviously nothing important happening in the world. As much as I love sports, it's like, if, if you're in the first 10 minutes of the news and you're already talking about sports or you're talking about um florida man you know it's like okay it's gonna there's, there's not much here that i that i can't miss um so anyway uh, one of these they were talking about life after death and oh. i was like okay peaks jt's interest because we talked about it briefly on here before with you guys but i've had two ndes my dad who you knew he had like a major nde in st louis i mean his nde scotty was so in depth that he died on the operating table for eight minutes Wow! and he could tell. Yeah. He told the doctors after what was going on in the hallway outside of the operating room, like, and the doctor said that's impossible because again, man, you got to remember this is the mid to late eighties mm-hmm. and surveillance cameras num- weren't anywhere. And and also if you're having open heart surgery, you're not like glancing out of one eye, looking at a monitor, you know what I mean? Seeing, right. um, So, you know, dead. Yeah. Dead described. um, There was a guy out there in a red blazer or whatever. I saw the orderly bringing in, uh, you know, the the stuff for me to be worked on, things like that, man. So me personally, again, um, very much in the vein of JT and the vein of the paranormal son. I'm not telling you it's like Kumbaya and I'm going to die and we're all going to have the the love circle in the sky with, you know, everybody back to, you know, the amoeba that first uh, fostered me, but Aww. I don't know what it is, but I can tell you it's something. Yeah. It's something out of the ordinary. Um, having gone through it. I mean, I had the NDE, the one that I remember, I was like eight bro. And to this day, I'm not saying I remember every bit of it, but I still remember the feeling. Cause I, I, drown drowned, right. I, um, I drowned in a lake. We were at a summer camp and, um, I remember like, you know, you feel like you can't breathe. Obviously, you're struggling for breath. And then I just remember like floating Hmm. in the water. And I remember feeling displaced from my body. And I remember like not having any pain, not like not only not any pain, like no anxiety, anything else. I remember my life flashing in front of my eyes. Wasn't a whole hell of a lot when you're only eight. Don't get me wrong. But I do remember it. Um, now, now this part, like I say, it's not like I remember every detail, but I remember the sequence of events. So I just remember it like shooting past you quite fast, almost kind of like we were talking about star Wars before. And, you know, they go into warp drive. It was like, it was like that it's like events, like just shooting past me. And I was cognizant of each event as it happened, but it was moving so fast that if it was like, are living waking time right now. And that happened. There's no way you could keep up. But in this state, for whatever reason, it's like things were going by like a blur. So it only lasted like, you know, if if, again, in a state like that, time means nothing. But in your brain, it's like it might have lasted a minute or two. And then I remember, um, I just remember like feeling I was in a place kind of like warm, nothing, you know, no pain, nothing else. And then the next thing I knew, um, I was coming too. Um, Well, anyway, they were talking about this uh, new study about NDEs and that. And uh, Scott, you've been so kind as to look it up for me, man, which I really appreciate. Um, And yeah, uh, on the other side of that, uh, the thing is that they've now done another study about this and what they're finding is that for years and years and years scientists said oh yes there are ndes but all it is is it's your brain dying and so your brain is slowly losing oxygen and you're hallucinating so um, and, and so that was their explanation to say this is why people have such similar experiences but this study that's come out and they only did your typical kind of pop piece two minute thing on it i just watched it before uh we recorded actually because mm. i wanted to have something to talk about and they had this guy from new york who is a doctor and he's had an nde and basically what they've shown is that uh the vast majority of people's ndes are very similar like almost like if you're playing a video game and you're playing skyrim you can be a wizard you can be a fighter whatever but the, the opening sequence and each one of the things like that's kind of what happens Sorry to everyone. And now what the the whole conjecture coming out of it is basically what's happening is science is starting to say, okay, it's not just a hallucination because um, you have got things like people being revived, being brought back to life, obviously, uh, CPR, whatever. Right. And for hours after the event, they're recalling things in their whole life again that flashed in front of them. And the scientists have said it is freaking impossible for you to recall even one-tenth of 1% of your life events because that's the whole point. It's like our brain is like a giant um, hard drive. You can only store so much, so you've got to wipe a lot of things. And if you didn't wipe those things, it would get so slow, you know, the way that we function. You, you just you, you couldn't function properly because not only that, but also if you remembered every time you talked to somebody – in your life, be at school, whatever, and you had trauma from that, you would soon shut down and and you wouldn't talk to anyone, right? So Mm -hmm. it's part of our brain's defense mechanism, number one. And second, it's just straight up a hardware issue. You cannot subconsciously you store those memories, but on, you know, like your RAM, like actually accessing that memory, you you can't have access to everything at the snap of a finger. Or like I say, it's just your brain wouldn't work the way that we need it to work. So they basically said there's something to this. And now the argument is just back to, is this something naturally going on in our chemistry or is there something more to it? And, you know, people are always loath to say supernatural, but something we don't understand. Um, and this is why I really love the fact that when they started looking at the particles um, that uh, would, depending on how they were observed, uh they would how they would react i love the fact that they called them spooky particles because (laughs) just the simple fact that we're kind of admitting in a way this is paranormal it's unexplained we we can't understand quite what's going on we hope we get an explanation but right now we don't have one so yeah i just found at least what i heard in the snippet on tv i thought it was pretty cool that a mainstream media outlet here was at least covering it without the snickering and the laughing and that that's Um, nice yeah to actually
0: take it seriously yeah man yeah
2: yeah and and again man like i say this stuff is not everyone's cup of tea i do not expect everyone to agree with me on thoughts and patterns and everything else i don't agree with everyone out there in the in the paranormal world don't get me wrong but at least have an open mind is all i say it's that's the bottom line it's just treat it seriously um these things have been going on for thousands of years and especially in the last hundred years that we've had kind of cpr in these things it's obviously increased exponentially because you've had so many more people on the brink of death and brain death and then coming back and yeah giving giving their accounts of what have happened and i'm just one of millions of people out there and my experiences are pretty honestly they're pretty tame compared to what a lot of people have had i mean if i was older i have no doubt that my ndes would have been much more extreme and also it's it's not i just use this term because most people will understand it so most people know what the term survivor guilt is like a plane crashes or like in the movie um that one with bruce willis um was it unbreakable you know he's on the train and everybody dies but him yeah, and, and the classic is that plane crash in the Andes where the, the soccer players ended up having to eat the dead bodies. Survivor guilt is basically saying, why did why did the person next to me, why did a a, a mom with a five-year-old, why did they die okay. and I lived? So all I'm saying is it's kind of like people with NDEs, they don't have that experience. But what I'm saying is anyone I've ever talked to who has had an NDE, we all seem to have a similar phenomenon it's like um and and basically that phenomenon that i've seen is generally people are not afraid to die anymore um i mean yeah we we want to live but it's like we don't necessarily fear death we don't sit there and count the days um and also you want to make something of yourself you you want to do more in life than uh sit in the sit in the trailer park and and drink uh, schlitz you know and um shoot off fireworks every fourth of july and that's it that's your whole life um now, I will tell you, though, um, as I've grown, I've definitely had the old existential dread. I I don't want to die. And the older I get, like I say, like going through this latest instance, you know, you're like, I've got so much left to do. I've, there's so much that I still want to do. Um, it's not time. You know, I feel it's not time. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying that we're impervious to it, like the people that have been around. But generally, we get the whole thing about, mindfulness and you need to enjoy life yes it's it's a balance like you need to prepare for the future uh things like insurance and that but at the same time if you want to eat the fucking cheeseburger man eat the cheeseburger cheeseburger because tomorrow is not promised
0: right eat the cheeseburger man
2: that that's it because tomorrow is never guaranteed man for any one of us
0: yeah 100 percent. i'm with you there man i don't understand those people who don't want to eat the cheeseburger this (laughs) uh this, this well This line in this story, if I can get back to it. um, Yeah, of course. Let me get to it here because it's, uh, let me see here. When we're talking about what is death, it says right here, we're going to start right here. So you have, uh, for millennia, actually I'm going to start up here. So for millennia, death was considered an irreversible event and nothing could restore life. During this last decade, scientists have realized that it's only after a person has died that the brain cells and cells inside the body, including the brain, begin their own death process. It says here, we used to think that when you had about five to ten minutes before brain cells died from a lack of oxygen, but now they know that that's wrong. Now the average person has hours, if not days, before the brain and other organs in the body are irreversibly damaged after death.
2: Days? That's, that's, that's interesting, man. Um, it.
0: I can see it, hours. This the is going to
2: days
0: gonna... that could also, I mean, that uh, could, that could, that could contribute to you seeing things.
2: I think that the days part, Scotty, um, they're just giving a possibility band. So days to me would be, let's say you died on say a polar or an Antarctic expedition because your body is, if it's not completely frozen, frozen and you're kind of going into that, um, you know, your heart rate, everything else is slowing down. I think that would be an extreme, though. I'm I, look, I, I'm just guessing, but I would say if we die on a normal fucking balmy Missouri day in the middle of summer, bro, there's no way yeah. somebody's coming back after two days. I'm like, you're because they're days? already starting to smell like, <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> no, smelling like, like a, anyway. trash pan th- panda stuff, man. Yeah he smelled like that anyway don't worry about him he'll be back in a couple days (laughs) just throw another Uh, slit yeah i can (laughs) i can see in those extremes like someone for example uh in seawater you know extremely cold seawater they pull them on board the ship they throw you straight in like the chiller to keep the body from going off i mean there have obviously we've all heard these stories and what got me started on a lot of this when I was young was you remember the old Ripley's Believe It or Nots?
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely, right. Yeah, and there, there were
2: these Yeah, and there were these stories that uh Robert Ripley would write about from India for example about these fakirs and um you know uh, different Indian holy men who could slow their heart rate, basically be buried alive and then you dig them out 6 hours later and they're still they're okay. And that was the whole thing is that they have got such a control over their subconscious mind that they can basically go into a forced hibernation.
0: It's on me why anybody would want to do that, but okay.
2: Uh I th- think with the original thing was that that was how just like western christianity and other religions you prove a miracle bro and then you know next thing you know the sultan or whoever is signing up to uh, make you his court advisor. And, you know, you're, you're, you're dipping into the harem, you know, telling them all you're rocking into the harem at midnight and you're saying, Oh yeah, I'm a eunuch for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah no problem. <laughs> And I also hear it tastes
0: like strawberries. Check it out.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, you know, that was the original thing and, and never underestimate people's um, People's desire to live a cushy life, I think, right. is the reality. You know, look at look at like a Rasputin type. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course I saved your son, uh, Sarina. Of course, yes, I am a miracle worker. Just look the other way while I'm, you know, fucking doing whatever I want to. You know? <laughs> Right. It's all right, because I am a miracle worker, yeah.
0: Blair. I am Rasputin, blah. <laughs> Guy was a fucking But weirdo. that that bastard <laughs> man, he, to kill him, dude. You, you want it? to
2: talk about Oh fuck, yeah, you want to talk about something paranormal. Um I remember in the it was in the late 80s early 90s they did a TV like h Remember when HBO was actually oh, yes. actually produced some things that yeah. Yes. And they did this hit, I watched semi-historical that. account. Yeah, bro. And and I did too and I remember that because You watch how they killed him, and I was like, that's bullshit. And I went and looked it up in the library, bro, and it was pretty much verbatim of what everybody says happened to him. It's like they fed him so much poison it was enough to kill like 12 men. They shot him like six times, bludgeoned him with a fucking poker, threw him in the river, and when when they found his body, it showed signs that he had still been struggling to get above the water, so he was still alive. Yeah. So they had killed him. What had any rights to kill like twenty dudes? And this bastard's still like no, must have groupies, must have groupies for Mother you Russia. Know? It's like damn.
0: <laughs> right. So they went ahead and beheaded yeah. him just yes. in case.
2: Yeah, yeah, so that's Let's, where all. Yeah, that yeah comes let, from, just in yeah. case we'll cut your we'll cut your <laughs> damn head off and pour uh, silver down your throat just to be safe and hope to God. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it just goes to show. Um, i'm always harking back anytime we talk about human the human ability to persevere i'm never sure who it is like i know it's out there you can find it out it is a true historical event and it is based on it's it's what the revenant was based on that movie with leonardo dicaprio oh yeah i want to say it was kit carson but it wasn't it was an old wild west guy yeah and he he, They were out, you know, part of a part of a party, and a boulder fell on his leg and crushed his leg, and all the guys in the party left him there. Now, this bastard <laughs> cut his own leg off, and folks, when he cut his own leg off, he sawed through his femur. Now, if you know how hard that is to do, your femur can deal with, like, fucking insane crush, oh yeah. you know, resistance. He would sit there and cut on his leg until he blacked out from pain. Then he'd wake up and keep sawing it because he knew if he didn't cut it off, he was a dead man with his then pocket knife. Right? He somehow managed to crawl. Yeah. Yeah. With a fucking, yeah. Did like it, a, like a, what we would call just like a small kitchen knife, you yeah. know, at home, like a skinning knife or something. Yeah. yeah we're not talking a machete or a, cleaver. a bowie. Knife then he either. crawls his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Then he crawls his ass over 800 miles to get to a fort to get revenge, mm. and he killed every one of the guys in the party, except for the guy who was like 16 or 17. And he basically says, Hey man, they pushed you into this. They probably would have killed you if you didn't do it. Spares his life. And then that dude ended up going on to be one of these famous uh Wild West men. I think he might have been the dude that ended up being Kit Carson. And anytime, like I think, you know, when people say to me, Oh, you know, oh no, you can't live through that, it's like, dude. And what right did this guy have living through this shit? You know, um, not you only the trauma through. and that of the leg, but yeah, the infection, everything else Right, being like back then, man, the Wild West was like being on the fucking moon. Like, you know, you, <laughs> there wasn't, oh, I'll just stop in the Casey's, you know, and just get me some bandages and heroin. You know, it's like that <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. If anything, you run into other people and they're wanting to fucking scalp you, man. Yeah. As they get their own bandages and heroin. That's it. They, hey, that uh, that white man's scalp makes some pretty good bandages, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. So what else is going on? Hey, maybe man? it was like the, uh, oh, I was just going to say, maybe it was like the rhinoceros horn, you know? Maybe it's <laughs> meant to make you virile if you, if you crush up the white man's scalp and smoke it in the peace pipe. Do you see any of that East Indian, <laughs> like, hocus-pocus mumbo shit over there in New Zealand? Yeah, man, actually, um, so we've we've had a bit of a talk about it, and Tiger um, fins. in my new role, yeah, in, in, in my new role, I won't go into super depth right, on right. what I do and where I do it, but yeah, man, um, we get consistently what we just call TCMs, which stands for Chinese, or sorry, not TC, TCM, Traditional Chinese Medicine, so, these are your herbs and um they they do bring things like they'll just bring a sack and it's got all kinds of roots in that in it, and they believe you boil this as the medicine and then mm. you drink it, and it will cure or help make you know help make certain uh conditions easier to deal with, like stomach aches and that. The more rarer the item is, the more extreme the c- the claims this is why you hear about uh pangolin scales curing cancer because it's it seems to be the rarer more expensive i mean it's never like oh yeah sand will cure cancer it's <laughs> always like super fucking rare super expensive thing that you know like you'll it's like you're on you're on the interpol watch list you know oh yeah that cures cancer oh yeah um but yeah bro we we do get we get sorts we get um bear bile and we get deer musk and it is very difficult sometimes because I know these people are just believing what they get told. It's not like these are the guys making the claims. Right. But it I'll tell you, it's difficult to remove the emotion sometimes when you got somebody who's bringing in pills with bear bile and you know what those poor fucking bears are suffering through in some random cage in, in Nepal or China. And they're just in this cage and they basically have cut a hole into their stomach the bear is suffering its whole life so they can drain bile out, you know? And it's like scientific, um, yeah, scientific method is proven again and again. This does not cure anything. But when your life's on the line, if you believe that a loved one is going to die, I mean, I think we've all seen it to a degree. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've got someone who's got cancer like Andy Kaufman had, they'll try anything. And you can't blame them because – we don't want to die. I mean, it's right. part of our human condition, and especially if you're, yeah, if, especially if you're like our age, you know. For example, it's like, no, man, this this ain't on. Um, so if it means I gotta fucking crush up, um, I don't know if I gotta crush up fucking mongo- mongoose turds and snort them. I mean, what what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? My yeah, you know, I'm gonna have turds in my fucking nostrils. Right. So I, I think <laughs> that a lot of it is just human nature. Yeah. And most of the people that we see and that we deal with, it's not for them. It's for a relative here, and they think it's going to cure their cancer or whatever that they're dealing with, man. But, yeah, you're right. We do we do get it, and occasionally we get the really weird stuff. Um, uh, we've had llama uh, fetuses before because that's a South American thing. Um, oh. They believe uh, – now, and and anyone out there from – Peru, or you know, wherever, please don't at me if I've got this wrong, you know. (laughs) But my understanding is that the idea is that you bury this fetus under a home and it's meant to bless the home, give you good luck. It's kind of a shamanism thing, it goes back to the Incas. Wow. Um, And there are various different things like this. Yeah. And the bottom line to us, uh, in my line of work, it's just as long as they meet the, the, procedures and the criteria even if it's something like you and i would be like uh no as long as they you know as long as it's not um illegal and as long as it's allowed to come in you just have to you just have to let it come in bro so are you telling me but yeah you do get some really weird stuff um you telling me that's one of the ones that's allowed to come in sorry um the llama fetus uh, off the top of my head Off the top of my head, if it's treated properly. And what I mean by that is if it's not um if it's like dried, kind of like mummified, um and there's nothing obviously there, like no insects, no um no eggs in that. And and again, man, this isn't something I've actually seen. So even when you hear these things, sometimes they might be a few years ago, and yeah. it's just like anything. Like um, right now, you know, something might be legal in Jeff City and in five years you might have a bylaw comes in and then it might be illegal. So it could very well be that it was legal and now it's not. But yeah, things like that happen so infrequently that that's where you just kind of search around and it's like, does anybody else know about this? And if not, show me where in the legislature um, I should be looking because, you know, just like all law, it's just a bit. Deep. So, if you can narrow down documents to kind of say, "Okay, what would this fall under?" It just helps. Yeah, bro. Um, you do wow. <laughs> you get some weird things. Um, funnily enough, the other night, yeah, the other night, man, I had uh, I had some people come through, and uh, obviously, when the Americans come through, it's like you know, I always take a minute to try and connect. Um, and I'll go up, start talking to them, start asking them questions, and there was this couple. So I said to him, Oh, where are you from? And I always love it when people say the U S or the States. And I just feel so like just going, yeah, dumb shit. Why do you think I'm asking you? It's like, but you know, I don't, I'm like, Oh yeah. where in the U S right. well. Anyway, sure enough, bro. Here's this couple Scotty. And they go, Oh, we're from St. Louis. I was like, Oh really? I said, yeah. I said, um, I said, I went to school, you know, not far. I said, in fact, I'm probably the biggest Cardinal fan, down here here in australia i would i would put the bets up with just about anyone that i'm the biggest cardinal fan down this way um yeah so started talking to him and i was telling him oh yeah i got friends in jeff city and that and uh, they had family in jeff city and i also had uh like a month ago i was talking to an older couple that had been backpacking in that and they'd been backpacking not in the not in the um not in current river, but somewhere fairly close to Jeff city. Cause they, Oh yeah, we went through Jeff city nice. and Scotty. It just goes to show how connected this world is, man. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you just randomly run into people. Yeah. I ran into some older lady and she was, uh, you, she looked like, uh, remember on WWE may young, she looked like her, you know, like the face was stretched back in that, but she, she was a fun, you know, she, she comes hobbling up with her stick And I'm like, you made it. And she's like, yeah, I made it. I made it to New Zealand. And we started talking. And um, sure enough, man, she had actually went to university, went to college at the University of Idaho, which is pretty damn close to where I'm from. Now, she went to the University of Idaho before I was a gleam in some dumb mix eyes. But, (laughs) I mean, the whole point was that she (laughs) – she knew where I was from, and uh, and then originally, yeah, she she looked very much like Mae Young, is yeah. exactly how I would describe her. Not the black and white ones here, folks. The uh, <laughs> the, the, the color updates. Yeah, the good color um, updates. But she, yeah, the color updates. Yes, the uh, w- what are they in the packs and that? Like when you get sports cards, the um, uh, the inserts, you know. So yeah, that's oh, yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, it was just funny because she was telling me all about the murders at the University of Idaho. And I had no idea because I don't like i I don't follow quote unquote local stuff because I haven't been there since I mean Scotty, when I moved to Illinois and went to school with you, um I went back once for Grandpa's funeral, and that's it. I haven't been to Idaho for like uh thirty five years's been a while, so huh? yeah, she was filling me in, but yeah. But then ironically, I said, Where are you originally from? And she goes, Oh, Southern California, blah, blah, blah. And that's where I'd lived before I moved here, you know, for 10 years. So it's just funny, like how you can just have these connections with people from all over. It is. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, it's a bit of a crack up because you wouldn't think going to work on a shift, oh, yeah, I'm going to meet someone who knows where my hometown is, where I was born, that has like 40,000 whole people.
0: Right. <laughs> I, I get that, man.
2: Sometimes people. Yeah, and like- even the people
0: even when you're from illinois and people are like where are you from you're like oh i'm from southern illinois they're like oh you're from either chicago or st louis
2: no no i'm not yeah that's it man i don't even try like i've had the people from illinois i've had the people from indiana and when they start saying where i said you wouldn't know where we're from because our county had fourteen thousand people yeah but i just tell them just about like 40-ish miles south of Springfield. Yep. And at least, you know, I've yet to have any one of them. Thank God none of them said, where's Springfield? Because then I would really have lost all faith in fucking geography. See, it's I, like, I you should at least use... know where Springfield yeah. is.
0: I always used to use, it's the bathroom break, and you're taking uh, the trip on I-70 from St. <laughs> Louis to Springfield. Or vice versa, you know.
2: That's, that. hey,
0: because occasionally that's, a, that's a fair comment, you know, man. occasionally um, you'd have a good WWE show that would happen in St. Louis. And then the next night it would happen up at Springfield, Illinois. And so you'd get people who would drive up there. It's only what, two three hours, maybe four max yeah, round trip. Yeah. It's easier than going to Chicago, that's for sure. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's and um,
2: less less chance of getting shot down. Fucking parking your car. <laughs> and
0: that's in St. Louis, so that's saying something.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. And they always
0: joke that St. Louis is rough, but man, I, I still say I, I, I like St. Louis. It's it's one of my favorite towns. It's a, it's a hell of a lot better than I... Chicago. You know, come to St. Louis because you had fun. Leave because you know you probably got carjacked. But go to Chicago cause, you know for the food. Stay because you probably got murdered.
2: Well, man, like they they were going on. And again, I don't know how much of it's true and how much of it was hyperbole. But during like the Iraq war, like after the war was over and and you just had troops there and you had troops in Afghanistan and you constantly had politicians saying more people are murdered every weekend on the streets of Chicago than... In oh, yeah. iraq or afghanistan now they mean they meant soldiers so i'm sure like if you take all of the raping and pillaging going on in the whole country is probably more going on um but but yeah i mean it, it's true and that's what i always tell people is that yeah um Chicago's great to go to if you're if you're gonna do the tourist thing you're not driving random places it's like south central la man right. like i used to have like like when we lived in southern california mom and dad had friends from australia and they came and, and flew to visit us. And their son and daughter were kind of like late teens, um, 16, 17. And, and and they said to me, oh, we want to go see Compton. And I looked at them, Scotty, and they were serious. And I said to them, look, man, this is – it's not a freaking amusement park. People live there. They don't like random whiteys just walking through taking pictures. I said – um I said yes you can go I'll right. drop you off and if you're there <laughs> y- if you're there at sunset when I'm on the outskirts I'll take you home and they thought I was joking and I said to them look you know you've got to understand how would you feel if people walking past your house taking pictures looking at you treating you like you're in a zoo and then they kind of got it you know yeah. and I said look I- I'm not shitting on you but you know it's not a movie set it's just you know it's people live there people have a life and generally all they're going to think is why are these random people here you know they're probably fucking snitches or informants or something um and if you're like showing off um uh camera cameras and that and all kinds of gear you're just a target because people are like well you know these are foreigners obviously so if i rob from them the chances of me getting caught are even less you know as long as i don't rough them up too much so yeah it's but it's like they just didn't get it i'm like yeah it's not a movie set it's real life all right (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to let them go, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, they were good people, Scotty. So, oh, well, um, in that you case, know, you don't let them go. Uh, we, <laughs> you don't let them go. We you... have a – nah. <laughs> not for and, 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 like and don't that. get me wrong. Oh, there's a lot of love-hate between us and the Aussies here. It's it's kind of like, you know, U.S. and Canada. Uh, but, um, you know, generally they're not too bad. There are some loudmouths, but those people, those are the ones – that You're just like, oh, yeah, you can handle yourself. By all means, go for it, you know? Right. Good luck. And when you're hogtied in the back of a fucking 67 Cadillac and you get dropped off wearing nothing but your cowboy boots, bro, all good, man. Don't call me. That's called
0: Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. That's called Tuesday in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Whew, coming off that bender from yesterday, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> so anyway, bro, we're on our Halloween episode. Do you have anything else halloween yes. related? I know, I know. No, of course. I, I had a couple of things, and I am just so illy prepared for this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm I'm very non-prepared.
2: No, man. Honestly, it's the same. I mean, going back to work, because we work shift work, so it's like 12-hour days, and being back on your feet 12 hours on the concrete, Oh yeah. it takes a couple days to recover, and, and I worked like an extra day, so um, I wasn't as... Uh, you know, I thought, you know, how it is in your mind. You're like, I've got all kinds of free time. I'll prepare. I'll look this up. Well, none of that happened, unfortunately, (laughs) but I do have some stuff just off the top of my head. Um, one of the things is again, um, I don't know what the listeners think of you guys, you know, like, I, I don't know what they think of the dynamic, but I would have to argue, like, if I was just a listener new to the show, I would put down Dave as kind of a true believer. And a lot of people out there probably think that JT is a true believer. Me and Scotty were talking about it before, yeah, for folks. And the reality is okay, if there's something out there that's unexplained, I keep an open mind. It doesn't mean that every time something happens, JT's running around, you know, like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's pointing at the TV, aha, aha, ghosts, aha, aliens. But all, all it is is no matter if there's one tenth of one percent that it could be that. I stay open to it until um, you know it's proven or disproven. Now, again, it doesn't mean that my gut instinct instantly says, um, you know, like the Sukulos thing. I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. It's like the reality is I actually I, I I've said it on here a hundred times. I think that 98 percent of everything that you see in the sky that's unexplained. So like take your 1% out of every hundred that's unexplained now, out of that 1%, I think that 95 to 98% of it, there's a rational explanation. And what I mean by that is it's black projects, it's foreign militaries, it's some phenomena that we don't understand, etc. So I think that the cases of really super interesting things are much more like one in a thousand than one in a hundred. So anyway, in saying all of that, I just wanted to give you folks an example of where okay, there's something really mysterious, and it ends up having a plausible, mundane explanation. So for those of you that don't know much about the fortunate, or oh, sorry, the paranormal sun, shameless <laughs> sorry. promotion. Freudian slip there. Yeah, the <laughs> the fortunate sun has not seen any light of day in many moons. But anyway, <laughs> uh, um, one of one of the people that I've always really admired in the field that I cover is a man named Lionel Fanthorpe and he's from the UK he's a member of mensa he's written hundreds of books and he's a really super down to earth guy well i had the chance to interview lionel and scott helped me with the audio it we never got it perfect i had to re-record me asking the questions but just the experience of getting to talk to one of your you know talk to one of your heroes and not be disappointed in meeting them was awesome because you hear so many times the saying of, don't meet your heroes because you'll be let down. Well, in this case, I was not. He was just like an amazingly – he just treated me just like any other friend you would have. You're just sitting there talking about the stuff we love, which is the paranormal and the unexplained. Yeah, it was good. Well, was one good. of the things – yeah, man. Oh, I And um I... I've been hesitant to get in touch with him again because I know he's in his late 80s, and I just – I don't want to – hone in on his time with his family and that but but i probably will try and say again hey lionel any chance even if it's just a a phone call you know and it's not being recorded just because it it was amazing and and even at that age man i hope i've got it half together of what he does at his age well anyway um i brought up this case in the uk and he hadn't heard of it and this happened about 10 years ago and Scotty has got the article as well, folks. Um, so it was the story of this. So if you know what, um, uh, I want to say they're Coptic jars, but I might have that wrong. So you, you've you all heard of King Tut and the, and the pharaohs. And what would happen was when they mummified your body, they would take your heart and your brain and that, and they would put it in these jars that might be canopic jars, something like that. And so they would be shaped like, The pharaoh or you know if it was a priestess or whatever it would be shaped like the person who had died well somebody noticed in visiting this museum in the uk that it was either one of the one of the patrons or one of the staff noticed. hey wasn't that facing the other way the last time so they actually went back and looked at the scientific sorry at the at the recordings of it and So we're just going to use this as a stand-in. No, I'm not sponsored by them, Scotty. (laughs) Um, We're going to use this as a stand-in. And slowly, by watching the recording, you could just see this jar rotating. And it was really eerie when you see the footage with no explanation. And it's like, okay, you start thinking, is this something psychic? Is it the curse of the pharaohs, as they say? What's going on? I'm trying to think of something similar to
0: this right here. So yeah, man. Yeah, they, there they you would go. have. There's they would have this right here, right? This would be sitting on the on the counter, and then they would they would look at it and they would look away and they'd come back and it would be turned and it would just keep turning.
2: And and folks, for and those of you are that are millennia, skeptical, millennia old, by the way. And for those of you that might be skeptical from the outset, this is in a sealed glass cabinet in a museum, so they're padlocked. No one's going in there touching them because they're under lock and key. So they go back and they look at this footage. And sure enough, like they, they look at back at like, I think the museum's footage went back like a month. Mm. Um, for those of you who haven't been around security footage, I have. You don't tend to keep more than that because servers and bandwidth, Scotty knows better than I do. But you, you usually if you want to see something, like if there was a some theft, That's why you don't wait too long because it's gone into the ether. Well, anyway, they review it. And so, you know, like the the head of the museum is like, okay, what the hell is going on? So they take this uh, Coptic – again, What I I can't think of the proper term. I'm sorry, folks. I think it's a Coptic jar. But they take this – sorry? Is it a Coptic jar? That sounds right. It's just – I know Coptic is like also a sect of Christianity, Scotty but It might be both in this case, or but yeah, that's it. It's, it's it's we'll just call it an organ flask, you know. It's a canopic <laughs> jar, that's the one there that's a go. canopic jar. Thank you, thank you, sir. So, um, they, they take this thing out and they're like, right, okay, we're gonna follow the scientific method. So, they weigh it, they measure it, they try to reproduce it. They take it so they've taken it from the museum to a lab off site. Mm-hmm. So, this is very important. They take it out of its environment to a lab and they can't get this to reproduce. So they're like, okay, this is really weird. It's not happening here. We've we've replicated the experiment. Nothing's going on. So they anyway, they go and they do what a good scientist should do. They check this thing out. They make sure that nobody's kind of altered it or messed with it. They weigh it. They measure it. And then they notice... Just on the base of it, there's a very slight difference in the base. The base is not perfectly flat. Now, to the human eye, this jar looks flat. And if you feel it with your hand, it's flat. But it's just got a very slight incline that you can't note with your eyes. Now, why is this important? When they tied it together with what had been happening in the neighborhood of the museum, because, again, people weren't reporting this jar moving by itself for 20 years or whatever. It was fairly recently. They had found out that wherever this museum was, I want to say off the top of my head, it was like Manchester Leeds, kind of North Midlands, UK. They
0: Manchester found museum. out that
2: yeah. – Manchester, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So they found out that fairly recently in like the last year or so – they had been rerouting the heavy truck traffic in the neighborhood. Oh, man. So it was passing like two streets away from the museum. So this jar sitting on a smooth glass space with this vibration shut was, was very, very slightly moving this jar around and around. So like when you looked at it through um, eight hours of sped up footage, it was really visible. Now, the thing that, Again, this made sense because it always turned the same direction. Hmm. So like clockwise or it wasn't going, hey, I'll turn counterclockwise and I'll turn clockwise because that's the that's the direction the traffic was moving. All the trucks were moving this certain way. Now, how did they prove it? Again, as you should as a good scientist, it's not just I have a theory, but I'm going to show you that this really happened. They put a piece of cloth under it on this glass display stand. And that was just enough. It was either a piece of cloth or or just something to basically block that inversion in the bottom of the base. And f- then simple, bingo. No more moving. So yeah, Scott's got the video here. We'll we'll let Scotty play that.
0: Yeah, here we go. Yeah, oh continue talking, man.
2: Yeah, it's just all you I'm saying, folks, is there are lots of times, and I again I would argue the vast majority of the time, this is what's going on. But I always reserve the right to say There's something more to this until proven otherwise. And again, there are lots of there will be lots of things after JT dies that they'll explain this, that or the other with something scientific. And I'm I'm all for it. I don't have any problem with science. My only problem with science has ever been when we start getting that hubris of of humanity and start saying we know all the answers to everything. And it's like, dude, put down the hash pipe, okay? because no, (laughs) we don't. And we never will. That's the reality. There's always going to be something unexplained in the universe. And I'm all for it. I'm here for it, obviously, or I wouldn't be recording shows about it.
0: I don't understand how no one even noticed this.
2: Because it was moving so imperceptibly slow. It's it's not um, like
0: it's a a gigantic, um, yeah, you know, it's not like it's a, a one piece or anything. It's a gigantic thing that's moving around.
2: Yeah, well, really, what I think it is, Scotty, is you know, if you and I go to the museum, generally we're gonna take one pass over like like that, for example, and we're not gonna go back and see it. And most of us aren't gonna go to the museum every day for you know lunch or whatever and see. Hey, wasn't he facing that way yesterday? Yeah. And um, I mean, that's why in the end, I think it was someone in the staff, obviously, that that noticed it and they went and found it. Now, so Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) yeah (laughs) So, so 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 that makes jt wonder how many other things out there are you know something like this is going on and we're just not perceiving it right um there are lots of i mean you've heard about pets and i'm all on board for this that pets perceive things that we can't yes there's something on another vibration or another wavelength I can't tell you, okay, so William, uh, my dachshund, right? Mm -hmm. He barks, but he's no dummy. He, bro, he doesn't just bark at the wind, okay? Every time he barks, there is a rational reason behind it. Um, Good example is the neighbors across the street close a car door. Now, in William's mind, that means someone's in our drive, right? Because someone's just closed a car door, so he barks. Very, very rarely do I ever get him just barking for no reason, but when he has barked, it's that whole he's looking into another room or he's looking into the corner and, bro, there's nothing there and there's been no sound made. And especially when dogs get their hair up on their back, yeah, that's where it's like – that's where I'm really like, okay, I think there's something that they're sensing that we can't quite sense. Now, I don't know what it is again, but it just – not every dog is a scaredy dog that just barks at every fucking random thing. And also – when dogs have lived in the same place, and like William, okay, for those of you that don't know the story, he's paralyzed, folks, so he can't get up and move around. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying by that is his surroundings are as focused as it can be because he doesn't change. He sits in the same place pretty much all day, every day. He might move a little bit around the room, but he very rarely even leaves the room unless I pack him out. So what I'm saying is it's not the – Oh, somebody's moved something and he didn't notice it. It's like no, he's that is his fucking kingdom. Yeah. So when he starts going ape about something, there's a reason, and um, yeah, it's I just find it fascinating. Um, there is the perfect uh, there's a perfect story lead in for you, Scotty. Something else, uh, kind of that's been paranormal unexplained for years and years, and now they've got a theory about what it is. So I remember watching this on so Arthur C. Clarke. you you know who he was, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, so Arthur C. Clarke, uh, as he got older, uh, he moved to Sri Lanka, and he really got interested more and more into paranormal, unexplained, the stuff that I do, right? right. So history's mysteries, and he did a couple of TV series. One was called uh, Unexplained Universe, and one was like uh, Mysterious World. And man, in the like m- early to mid nineties, these would come on cable, uh, and we didn't have cable, as you know, like you, but. When I would go up and visit my my friends' grandparents in Assumption, they had cable man, and I'd always be so excited to catch these programs. Well, he, I remember him covering this place, and it's in Scotland. It's somewhere in Scotland, and it's this bridge. It's like a footpath, but it's 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 like an old style bridge. So what I'm saying is, it's not like a um, sidewalk and a little like uh, culvert. We're talking like a bridge. And if you jump off that bridge, you'll break your neck. I mean, we're talking like 30, 40 feet up. So over the years, it's been going on for at least 100 years. People walk their dogs along this bridge. They call it the the dog suicide bridge. And these dogs will get partway across the bridge, freak out, and jump off the bridge. And for years and years, people are you know like, what's going on? Is there a ghost? Is there ghostly dogs? What the hell is making these dogs do this? Now, the theory is that... Somewhere in that embankment and that brush under the bridge, there is uh, like it's it was either foxes or some kind of wild animal scent, and the dogs get so stirred up about the scent they want to jump off the bridge. Um, now, huh. that's all well and good for a hunting dog, but I can tell you, man, if you've got a Pekingese or something, they're generally not that excited to. You know, like, yeah, they might be interested, they might be curious, but that scent, yeah, that's the one, man. Like, you, you'd imagine jumping off of that. That's like, if that's not death, it's pretty damn close. And if you survive that, go and buy a lottery ticket. Uh, yeah, no kidding. You know, as a dog, I mean.
0: Hundreds of dogs have jumped off the bridge since the 1960s.
2: The Yeah, over- I thought it was back further, but still, even Overton then, that's bridge. over 50 years, man. Yep
0: man a hotbed for what locals have called doggy suicide <laughs> poor bastards yeah that sounds a lot Did, like that uh, that forest in Japan too man that people walk into and oh, they yeah. just they they just they they want to kill themselves
2: well the reality of that forest is that um, my understanding is that now, maybe not originally, but now most of the people go there, they're going there to take their own life. So, um, that's become kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, originally, uh, I mean, there are accounts and stories you, you you go back to ancient japan and you go back even since europeans have been in japan and when i say europeans have been in japan i mean specifically when they opened up after uh, after <clears throat> america and yeah, the gunboat america. diplomacy of sa- sailing the fucking dreadnought into the harbor and shooting guns and saying now you're open for business um who was that was it dewey um admiral dewey or whatever it was in the 18- 40s i want to say but he sailed in there and said i don't care if you've been closed for business for 300 years you're opening now you're opening well anyway um yeah yeah you're open now you're open for mcdonald's that's right Uh, well well anyway there are these ongoing stories about these monks uh, in these uh 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 sorry i'm trying to think of the right term shinto temples in japan that basically became what they call living mummies oh yeah Now, what that means is yeah, they, they have basically planned to die and have just very slowly s- slow the food they're eating, the water they're drinking, etc. So they end up becoming mummified, not mummified with like wrappings and that, but d- a desiccated body. And you would go to these temples and you would interact with these monks as good luck or like a boost to your karma. And that's it. You're showing the pictures there, Scotty. I mean, they're still to this day, there are some out there. Now there's lots of conjecture about how many of them are real and how many of them are kind of props, but we know for a fact that it did happen. Like imagine being so committed to whatever your belief set is that it's like, I'm not just going to die. I'm not going to take my life. I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid like Jim Jones. I'm going to slowly shrivel And um, I'm just going to sit here and, uh, you know, basically peace and harmony and let it happen, man. I mean, that is some freaking dedication. That is. And again, it just, that mind over matter thing, you know? Do you remember when we were kids, though? uh, They used it on the cover
0: of uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine. It would have been uh oh, yeah. it would have been those monks from Vietnam that walked out in the middle I think it was Houston. Yeah. They walked out in the middle of an intersection in Houston. So I- Three of them sat down. Uh four of them, I think it was four or five additional ones came and blocked traffic. Three of them sat down and one sat right in the middle of it and they all set they just doused themselves with kerosene and set it on fire and meditated the whole time while they burnt.
2: Yeah. Never screamed, never, never. moved, just basically burned to death. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, I do remember that. I mean, past, after our time, but I remember the accounts of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then another one I remember is, uh, if we're talking suicide, is, uh, uh, I can't remember his name. It was Dewey something. He was a, uh, 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 I want to say he was a, some lawman, Of some sort. He he was a governor, a congressman. Not Huey Brown.
2: Huey Brown, was it? Was it maybe Huey Brown? Or Huey Long. Huey Long, sorry. He was in charge of Louisiana. He was the big man in Louisiana. Was he the dude that called
0: a press conference, basically said during the press conference, I did all of this, and then pulled a gun out and shot himself during it? I was thinking it was Huey was.
2: Huey Long was basically they used to call him the king of Louisiana because even though he was only the governor he controlled it Um, I'm just looking it up on my phone here so we don't screw with our leg Um, the kingfish that was it that was his nickname Um, 1893 to 1935 Uh, let me see if I can't find this no there it is right there no, he was he, he Bud, was assassinated. Bud, Huey Long was assassinated. Bud Dwyer. Okay, no, I haven't I haven't seen this. Bud
0: Dwyer is who I'm thinking of. So Bud uh, was in the process of uh, he was going away for a while. If I remember right. They were convicted. Uh, Bud was elected
3: state treasurer in 1980, the first of two terms running the state's finances. It was his second term, though, that spelled the beginning of troubles for the 47-year-old veteran politician. Last May, the state treasurer and former Republican state chairman Robert Asher were indicted in what became known as the CTA bribery scandal. Mm. After a trial that lasted over a month, both men were found guilty in December for their role in a kickback scheme involving the awarding of a $4.6 million contract to a california computer company in return the two received promises of three hundred thousand dollars in kickbacks you know what's crazy when you think about things
2: like this is that anything you want to know like that guy i'm sure you go on the internet you look the right place you'll find the the footage but remember growing up we had to watch faces of death to see anything like that like oh i know and remember everybody was saying it would like it was like the ring, like it would turn your brain to mush if you saw it. And
0: See, this was the first thing that I really remember seeing on TV. This was on the channel, I want to say Channel 2, Channel 4, and Channel 5 in St. Louis News that night. It was heavily redacted and heavily edited, but this guy had <laughs> called a <laughs> press conference. And I was talking with Matt, and I believe Matt remembered when this happened. I don't I don't know necessarily if it's – yeah, it's not going to show it. This guy called a press conference, and while he was on the air, pulls out he – starts, he starts telling that, you know, hey, I'm sorry, this and this, pulls out a manila envelope, pulls out a revolver, and everybody's like, oh, my God, and somebody from the crowd yells, bud, don't, and he goes, no, I'm sorry, I just – I can't do this, and then he puts the revolver in his mouth and pulls the trigger on the air. They stayed. They didn't cut to black or anything. You see his body fall. The gun fall. People are running to the front. Somebody just stands at the podium and is like, we're, we're going to have to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. And they finally cut away. But it was something, man. That's the first yeah, thing man. I'd ever seen. never seen
2: anything like that. Well, no, that that's it. I mean, I have seen... I remember the Reagan thing. I yep. remember when Hinckley shot him i remember that and uh, i remember the i I remember the pope uh pope john paul assassination attempt as well mm-hmm. but um yeah man you're you're, you're right i mean uh, imagine that generation again that went through seeing jfk you know um oh yeah seeing that happen so oh there, there was something interesting that i didn't know until fairly recently so you know that the, the epic iconic film Doctor Strange Love, right? Oh yeah. And how I learned to love the bomb and stop worrying. <laughs> That's it. And the and the mind shaft gaft uh, the sorry, the mind shaft gap. Um yeah, man, so apparently yes, yes, yes. <laughs> mind fu- ah mine president <laughs> Hey, old habits die hard, right. man. Um <laughs> Well, uh apparently Um, the original ending was 15 minutes longer. Photo kid, and apparently, yeah, apparently, um, there's no footage of it because Kubrick scraped it before they've they released the film. Now, the urban legend was that the reason that it was scraped was that there was a the scene with the general and the Russian ambassador, and they're fighting over the camera that he has. Um. And, he's, and, and in, in this version, the Russian ambassador actually does have the camera. He's trying to take photos of the inside of the war room. And so they're wrestling about it. And it breaks out into a pie fight because Kubrick wanted to kind of highlight the absurdity of we're going to nuke each other. So he kind of did a Three Stooges pie fight. And they do a Three Stooges thing where somebody ducks and the president gets a pie in the face. And apparently they say, oh, the president has just been has just been uh, shot in the face or something like that. Well, this, the, the movie came out around the same time as JFK. So the rumor was that they scraped it because of that. But Kubrick said, no, he removed it because he just didn't feel that it all kind of worked together. Um, But either way, like I didn't, again, how old were you when you found that out, JT? Well, I was, uh, what am I now? 46. Yeah. So I didn't know that there was lost footage to that. Um, It, you know, I just found out about it the other day watching one of those lost media type um yeah. iceberg things. Yeah, I see stuff like that all the time and I'm like, I didn't know that. Like I watched one the
0: other yeah, day man, on like... the uh, on the Wilhelm the Wilhelm scream. And for those of you who are uh, unfamiliar with the Wilhelm scream, it's probably the most recognizable scream in Hollywood. It's it's one of the most recognizable sound effects. Give me just a minute and I will play it for you cuz I guarantee you will know the Wilhelm scream. Oh, here we go. So th- this is referred to because in 1951 for the film Distant Drums, it was uh, it, it was it, like like most things in the 50s, you know. It was uh, it was a western and the Wilhelm scream was 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 this. Yeah, I'll just fill my pipe. Here it is. Somebody shoots him with a bow and arrow.
2: That's the Wilhelm
0: scream. I
2: I'll, I'll have to look at. I'll have to look it up um, after Scotty because I, I can't get the audio. I just need one second here. Eh?
0: Ah, yeah, no problem, brother man. I'll tell you what. While you're doing that, why don't we take a break? We'll be uh, we'll be back here in uh, just a moment. On the old seventy-seven.
4: Bitches. are you tired of flat, boring hairstyles? Do you go through a can of hairspray trying to get that full volumized look? Then bump it up with Bumpets and get that salon style look fast and easy. Bumpets are the incredible self-dripping hair accessory that give you perfect style and volume every time. Go from flat to fabulous instantly. Imagine being able to create today's hottest hairstyles in seconds and they're so easy to use. Anyone can be a stylist. Simply part your hair at the crown, give a little tease, insert bumpets, fluff it up, and you're ready to go. Just look at the difference. Amazing. Go sexy, elegant, casual, sassy, flirty, and fabulous. With Bumpets, you'll feel confident and beautiful every day. Styling hair can take forever and it just falls flat. Bump it up and your style lasts all day long. Bumpets are incredibly comfortable, stay completely concealed, and are super secure so they won't fall out. Wear Bumpets anywhere, every day. They're the easiest, most versatile hair accessory you've ever worn. One trip to the salon can cost over $100. So why not pick up your Bumpets? Today and get that salon look every day. You'll also get the small bumpets. It's great to bump your bangs or bump a ponytail. And the large bumpets. Perfect for those special occasions or when you want a little extra high volume. Plus, the easy to follow style guide and this professional teasing comb. Choose from blonde, light brown, or dark brown black. Bump it up with bumpets. Remember to pick up your bumpets today.
1: and now starting for the Boston Celtics <laughs> number, number nine. 42 the reason why I'm doing that is because this reminds me of the pinks oh. of the Pink Floyd song um, it's the second song on Dark side of the moon what's it called like on the run or some shit? yeah I think so um <clears throat> it's got that same uh, like synthesizer and the reason why I said what I said is because anybody that that Was a Chicago Bulls fan back in the day knows that that was the song that they used. Oh, that's what it sounded for the starting lineup. Well, no, they used the actual Pink Floyd song. They used the actual Pink Floyd song at Chicago Stadium. Um, I didn't know they used the actual Well, Pink so Floyd. the Pink Floyd song they used just for the visiting team. They had a different song that they used for themselves. Yeah. But the visiting team got... Yeah. Well, <laughs> for for what a great oh. fucking album that is, man. <laughs> we were
0: just listening to it before you got here, to be uh, honest.
1: I mean, you know, it's, it's Halloween, and that album... Oh, Certainly, right. at at times has a very spooky vibe to it. Yeah,
0: what, what, on Halloween, mix the Pink Floyd with uh, the Wizard of Oz, dark yeah. side of the dark side of Oz.
1: You know, uh, uh, Roger Waters has said that they that there is no truth to that. <laughs> well, then it fits up really nice. I agree, yeah, really nice. I agree. That. They may not have done it on purpose, but maybe that's just one of those winks from the universe. Yeah,
0: I was just gonna say that's a tip of the nod to, <laughs> okay. from the universe. <clears throat>
1: this is a legendary movie. This album that you're making is legendary. Let me just sink that shit. Yeah, that's what the universe mm, said. With go ahead it. and put that together. Absolutely.
0: Right. That that's
1: it's funny when life works uh, that way, right? You know, it's funny,
0: like uh, especially with JT. We just had him. Uh, he was talking about all that stuff too. Yeah. Uh, how things, you know, funny how things get all worked together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had a good conversation. He and I, uh, dude. It was uh, it was a good time.
1: Yeah. I was sad that I couldn't be a part of it.
0: Yeah. I was I was bummed as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, Dave can't make it tonight. I hope I was he like, missed me. Here's how we're gonna do it. He told me, uh, make sure you tell Dave. Make sure you tell that cunt I said hi. Okay, that's that, like, that sounds right. like JT.
1: I was hoping there would be a cuss <laughs> word or an insult or something in there.
0: You tell that cunt I said hi. Because I
1: because if you would have just said tell Dave I said hi, yeah, like this ah. motherfucker's lying to me. J- lying. That's not the type of shit JT would say to no. me. He would be sure to throw some sort yeah. of verbal jab in there. So cunt, hi, how you doing? Hello, JT. I'm, I'm supposed to tell that other cunt. I'm hi. doing good. You. Fucking pussy willow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that, man. I, I, I love that. I never in a million years. I, I, I was calling him our uh, Kiwi correspondent. He's not yeah. officially from New Zealand, so no. don't get your panties in a, in a bunch, But please. he sounds
1: like he's halfway officially from there when you hear So to, to someone to him from talk.
0: there, he probably doesn't sound no, like that. No, no, not somebody that's from But there. he does
1: to me. But to somebody from yeah. here, he clearly doesn't sound 100% American. Well,
0: I'm sure to people from Chicago, we sound like absolute hicks. Absolutely. So, you Absolutely. Know, I get
1: it. And for me, I feel like my southern accent... Um, it really comes out if I've been drinking.
0: I was just gonna say that I only hear your Southern accent when you've been drinking. Yeah, yeah. And then it starts. There's a lot getting, of people that are like things that. Things start getting longer, and and, and the accent starts yeah. getting more pronounced. And you know, it gets more and more Southern.
1: Well, like our buddy Dustin, he's uh, got a pretty Southern accent. D- D- I'm Dustin also thinking of our buddy Wands.
0: Dustin is Southern. Oh yeah, yeah Wands. Wands. Wands look man. that way. Yeah, I, I feel like
1: because uh, he works right behind me now. Like, he, oh yeah, he's back at at at, uh, at my current former employer Uh, and uh, the employer at the the job so i get to see a lot of our buddy (laughs) Wands, and um uh he is uh, i like out of all the people in that office he definitely is the most southern motherfucker in that office like the most southern missouri motherfucker in that office which is great like that's that's his charm you know what i mean that's that's what makes him him
0: how was he introduced to me when i first met him he was introduced as the most Interesting, uninteresting person you will ever know, <laughs> and I'm like, it. I don't understand that. And the more I got to know the dude, I'm like, I totally get that now. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. So, so elaborate on like
0: that. Lo- like, <laughs> okay, so back in the day, Wands used to. Uh, you remember when that tornado hit a yeah, few years course, ago and it, and it wiped out? Well, it was. It was. I don't know if it was during that. Yeah, or if it was before that, or if it was a tornado-like storm, uh-huh. Wands would get drunk, go out, and do weather reports on Facebook. He would throw them up on Facebook, <laughs> and it would be him, and there'd be like a little puddle of water. So be, oh, it's really coming down out here, you yeah. know? And they'd be drinking or whatever.
1: Now, was this from cop for comedy purposes? Yeah, oh, clearly. absolutely yeah, for okay. comedy purposes. I, I figured it, it, it wasn't. Sure. I
0: don't believe it. It, there it wasn't was any malice. He was mischief. Well, he was just he, playing. around. He
1: wasn't like interviewing for a job or anything <laughs> no, no. <laughs> god no right no yeah. uh, i remember
0: there was one of them it's they raining
1: were, sideways i think he
0: was outside in shorts and it was snowing or yeah, something like, oh, it's
1: really coming down out here you know <laughs> that's what i that's what Freeze, i expect.
0: freezing his balls off yeah. out there doing this little bit for you know your entertainment it's <laughs> a great idea man <laughs> it's
1: a great idea
0: but you know it was stuff like that and yeah. it was like man you were totally accurate yeah
1: yeah I yeah. could see that because when you first meet the guy, you might think, "Oh, well, he's just some simple Southern dude." Oh yeah. You know what I mean, but you're more than that to me, Juan. <laughs> no, I love Wandsy. Um, so you know, Scott, you you heard about this mass shooting thing that's going oh, on man. in Maine. Um, is that, <laughs> does that that have something
0: to do with uh, with Halloween? You think does that got something to do with the? Well, it's fucking scary. It is. Dude. It's scary because it scares my... scares the shit. I, I hope by the time this recording comes out that this motherfucker is gone.
1: I uh, well whether that
0: he's th- not on the planet anymore because as of this recording, they know him. Know they have was. swarmed his 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 compound or whatever At his house. But he wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't found him yet.
1: So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because uh my nephew has a friend that lives in this town. And it's a very small town. It's about a Jeff City sized town, maybe even a little smaller. Like 37,000. Wow. And uh so I've been I I need to I need to text uh my nephew and cuz I I found out about the connection last night. Man, right, that's... you know, a couple hours after it started. I I you know, um, you have I, a nephew there I know I have a I have a nephew who has a very close friend that lives there uh, now. Uh. yeah a kid that he went to school with growing up um, they were very close friends um so he's I know that the dude is okay apparently at one point he was in his closet oh man um but that's all I know and right. so I need to I, I need to talk to my sister or or my my nephew so, I,
0: I hate the fact that that is the new normal.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I hate the, that for my children. It was a thing that you and I really didn't have to worry about no. as kids.
0: And I grew <laughs> up with a dude who—I mean, I grew up with people who would fuck around and do hit lists, but yeah. they didn't mean it.
1: What do you think—why do you think it is so prevalent now compared—and I don't want to go too deep because I, I know it's our Halloween episode.
0: Uh, right, but I mean, this is, this is a very terrifying thing. It is that we, that, very you scary. Know, this, this is scarier than any— Fucking movie or or cryptid or whatever we talk about. We had a great segment with JT, but this is this is way more scarier than anything we talked about. You know, Um, uh, I, I honestly think that one or two people were were possibly glorified from it, or at least yeah. were exposed and people still talk about them or Columbine. or Columbine was a big one that I think of
1: 1999. You know. That was the first one that happened. That was the
0: first one, but also we didn't know how to, how to deal with it in the media yet. I was a and junior. So they did nothing but talk about the names of the shooters. Yep. I don't remember them cause I choose not to remember them, but, yeah. but I remember their names, but wasn't there a shooting not too long ago that was in honor of the two oh. dudes.
1: Oh, I dude, I, uh, yeah i am I'm, I'm sure like most when they, of those when they school shooter person, types where like, we
0: you know we were doing this to as a way to you know honor yeah. these two dudes from columbine like yeah. get the fuck out of here yeah
1: yeah yeah and and it's so you know the strangest part about it is that things like that were basically non existent before nineteen ninety nine right and uh and now they're so common that like we've grown numb to it and and you know I don't know about you, dude, but, like, every morning when I drop my kids off at school, that that crosses my mind. Like, oh, all the time. Like, is this going to be the last day, you know? Like, is this going to happen in my kids' school today?
0: What worries me is I go to pick my kids up from after-school care, and uh, at least lately they've gotten better, but for the first... Uh, We've been here eight years, going on nine, so for the first six years, I could have just walked right up to the school after (laughs) hours, mind you, walked in the double doors and through the foyer, walked straight into the, the cafeteria where all the kids were, and then I would push a button to wait for a teacher to come in from somewhere. Yeah. Right. You know, the kids were watching themselves. Yeah. The ones inside were the, the ones with either a small teacher's aide or an older student yeah. who was doing, you know, trying to keep it Wrangle cats basically. Yeah. And then everyone else was out playing on the playground. Yep. So, I mean, I could have walked in and just opened fire, dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I worried that people would do that, that if I'm thinking of it, Jesus, I know they're thinking of it.
1: There's got to be somebody more unstable than me that's thinking of well, it. Well, see, and
0: I, I only think of that stuff because, like, fuck, what could happen if, if if I can just walk in here and do this? What could happen? And then my brain starts yeah. thinking of all these horrible scenarios, yeah, you dude. know? And I'm like, shit, if I'm thinking this stuff, yeah. I know somebody else is thinking this. Yeah.
1: That's, one of the, that's one of the worst things that I do, I think, is, uh, like, when I get into a negative mind state – uh, the first thing that I do, like you just said, is I go into – I have a 100 different scenarios of bad shit that are running through my oh, head. And, and it's so bad – the scenarios themselves are so bad in my head that it's almost like they're actually happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like
0: – I've, I've ran – so that's one of the beauties. I feel like one of my strengths is I, I run scenarios. I, in my head, I'm an overthinker, so I'm constantly thinking And it wasn't a problem when I was a kid, yeah. but now as I'm an older adult and, and I've got more shit to think about yeah. and more consequences from overthinking things, and that's just it. Like As a kid, when, when my brain would just kick into overdrive and start thinking and I would go nuts and stuff, Yeah, I never had that break or that control system to go, whoa, I'm overthinking. Now I can I can realize when I'm overthinking and when things get, you know, too bleak, that's usually when I'm really overthinking. Yeah, I've got contingency plans built upon contingency plans built upon contingency plans. Sure. And that's clearly the sign of an overthinker.
1: Yeah, of course. (laughs) You (laughs) know, I think most intelligent people are overthinkers.
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I, don't, I don't know if they are or not. I think the, the real intelligent ones are the ones who realize that they have issue and that they are working. Because you never are not. Once you realize you've got certain issues about yourself or characters that you don't like, you're constantly working on that for mm-hmm. the rest of your life. And the worst part about it is is when you do change... You start to see that in other people like, oh, my God, they're doing exactly what I was doing. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I hope that this can change or that this can change. And it never does because no one else, unless they choose to wake up to it, just keeps going. Yeah.
4: Know? Yeah.
0: Like there was a lady the other day at a uh, I think it was an Arby's or something. I was I was driving by and, and she had a, a massive problem because something wasn't right with her burger. Right. right, and just through this big stink, I was at the Goodwill. That's what it was. Yeah. And out of nowhere, I hear just this, and I look over, and there's this great big old lady, and she is hanging out of her car window, and she is throwing whatever they served her back at the window, Easy. and it just hits the with a thud, just you know, yeah. and then Arby sauce everywhere, you know, yeah. coming down. But
4: yeah. man, she was God, love
0: pissed that about sauce. something. Mm. Oh, she was hot.
1: Yeah. You, you didn't get to the bottom. Oh god, of it, no, though. hell no. I Are just... you the type of person that will, will call somebody <laughs> out on that shit if you see it in public?
0: Uh, yeah, generally. You know,
1: you wouldn't think that about me, but I'm one of those people. I will do that. Like, I, I
0: don't like to be that guy. If I see now, it, if injustice it, happening, if it comes to like somebody fucking up my food, I won't say a, I won't say a word.
1: No, me neither. No,
0: no. If, but if, if they're if, just
1: being an asshole, right. If they're being a bad human, but like if
0: somebody. Inadvertently gets their food messed up, and then they go back, and they're you know just this asshole about it. Yeah, I feel bad for them. You know, it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. you feel bad for
1: the employee that's having just, to take yes, it. Yeah, me like, too. Oh, what are you? Do? Yeah.
0: this this isn't a part of your job description. Don't take this shit. You know. Yeah, 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 but they can't do anything, and that's where I feel like me as the 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 third party who is neutral can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm Switzerland, right? Yeah, sure, yeah,
1: sure, yeah. No, uh...
0: so I can either call them out on it gently. Or an asshole, depending on how they are. Or yeah. I can just, you know, if the employee was a total dick about things, you know, just not do anything.
1: Yeah. I will forgive almost anything if you're a nice person to me. I'll just say that. Like, okay. Like, even if you fuck my shit up, as long as you do what it takes to make it right, I'm well, good. I mean,
0: I think that's just, everyone should do that. Everyone right? should do yeah. that, but I mean, everyone, everyone doesn't
1: do, do that. that. Everyone doesn't do that everyone gets mad because you're wearing a fucking name tag boom
0: bam isn't that the, oh god put that shit on a shirt right there <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: yeah put on <sharp> put that on somebody's name tag right <sharp> i told you about the time at PECO when when it was like like my my last day working there and i knew it was my last oh, day working yeah. there and some customer got mad at me for no real reason at all other than like
0: is there a reason to get mad
1: yeah, it was stupid. I'm not even going to try to describe why he got mad at me because it was not a reason to be mad. Yeah. But I followed his ass out of the store and confronted him, and uh, ended up uh, shaking his hand at the end of the conversation. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, yeah you did tell me that. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: He thought he was going to kill me, but at the end of the day, he was like, "God damn it, I like you, motherfucker." <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, that is your charm. I That's will what say I do that. To yeah, you That's just what I you just to want people. to murder you, but at the end of the day, you're like, God, I respect this. God, shit, damn, and I car. can't murder this guy. <sighs>
1: Fuck. Yeah. If
0: you weren't so respectable out here, i murdered you by now. You dirty ass bitch.
1: One of these days, somebody's <laughs> gonna murder me, dude.
0: <laughs> God, I hope not. Don't say shit like that. I hope not.
1: If they do, I hope it's quick, man.
0: Oh God, no. Nah. I hope
1: not. Um. That's what happened to John Mack. Speaking of weird, scary shit, John Mack, the great UFO researcher, the night that he died, uh, he was giving a speech Mm. and uh, mentioned in his speech, I could walk out into the middle of the road and get killed tonight, you know, get run over by a car. And then he, after the speech, he literally, that's literally what happened to him.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: You never know when your time is here, man. No,
0: isn't that the truth? You never Uh, know. And you never know how you're going to react or how other people are going to react, you know, to anything. Yeah. Uh, And I'm using that as a segue because I have a really funny story to tell you, man. So uh, I am. Should we, uh,
1: should we save it? Should we save it for next week?
0: I mean, we could. Nah, no, fuck it. Let's do I it. I mean, we could. Let's do it now. Let's we can, do it. We can, we can, let's I'll, hear I'll tell you what. We'll tell this story and then we'll go to. Yeah, let's we, hear All it. right. So, give it to me, baby. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just, we'll just play us on out on this one. So I go to the goodwill, right, and I'm hanging out. I am in a uh, double costume with a fellow uh, employee uh, at my work. Uh, we are going. She's really tall, so we're going as. Uh, we she, we both love the Golden Girls, oh, so we're good. going as uh, Sophia and Dorothy from the Golden Girls. Of course, she's really tall. Yeah. She's Dorothy. Yeah. I'm, I got a beard. I'm Sophia. So I play the old lady, right? So yeah. I got to dress like an old lady. She's my favorite, Sophia. Mm, I love Sophia too. Yeah, so I got a bad. big old white wig. I'm going to keep the beard. I've got a uh, granny things that come down. I've got an old Halloween costume that we had laying around, actually, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, it has fringes and, and, and sparkly sequins uh, and stuff. Yeah, all the stuff. Oh, yeah, all the stuff. Love it's it. It's like a dress. Ah, uh, yeah. You know? Okay. So I'm going to wear pictures. I'm going to wear flats. Yeah, give uh, us hold pictures. Hold on man, I got a I got a I got a little uh, demo test picture that yeah? I sent okay. to my partner. I can uh, I can modeled show it? you. Yeah, oh yeah.
1: All right, I can't wait so, to see
0: this. <laughs> so, the Golden Girls are big with uh so there's a reason I'm holding a, a pie. So, okay. the Golden Girls are big with uh cheesecake. Okay. So, I was trying to like it's not cheesecake, but here's I, I made a coconut cream pie the other night. Gotcha. So, I was like, here's some pie. Okay. So, All right. here, here you go, bro.
1: Let me see. Mm. I wonder if we could <laughs> oh
0: yes. <laughs> you look
1: very surprised. Right. Oh yeah.
0: Well, it was supposed to, I'm supposed to be like I had a stroke, right? Cuz I'm Sophia. I yeah. didn't know it was terrible. That's pretty good. So that's what I sent her, yeah.
1: You either look like Sophia or a guy who doesn't remember why he just put his dick in the pie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yes. That's all I, that's all I can say. Oh uh, man. Yes. So here, let's uh I think I could show you guys. Here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Oh, hold on, let me let me pull the
1: We gotta get I man, we gotta get the facial expression yeah. in there though. That's there the best go. part. Yeah, there it is for our video listeners. Oh, Yeah,
0: so you can see that. There you go. Check that out.
1: Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, all those all the things. places all that, that those you, things. Get,
0: uh, you get uh, you get you can get any kind of podcast. Oh wait a minute, from. Scotty,
1: I just realized I fucked up. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna stop that music. We're gonna change our music. Oh, here. we
0: changing our uh... Doing the spooky music. Yeah. Spookly Oakley. It is our Halloween two parter. Thanks to all of our Patreon patrons. We're going to keep the party going at slash the old 77 podcast there for just a little bit. Uh, we didn't have anything last week. Apologies to that because of shit happens. shit happens. Get over That's why it. You get a mega episode. Yeah. We're going to do a big one uh, coming up uh, just right after this one.
1: So That's right, baby. Enjoy. See y'all next week.
0: Peace out. Bye, homies.
1: Biscuit had AIDS.
0: You fucking better, man. After not, not texting or calling.
1: Wait, it sounded like I said biscuit had AIDS. I say <gasps> biscuit has AIDS.
4: Bitch.